Stay tuned for a Screen Fix special report. Welcome to a special episode of Screen Fix. This is going to be a state of the movie biz with a very important guest. We'll get to him in one second. First, I want to say I am host JC. Welcome to Screen Fix Special Report. With me, as always, is the co-host that carries the interview, Lady Wan. Lady Wan, say hi to everybody. Hello there. It's been the topic that is on everyone's mind in the, in the Twitterverse, in the news. Uh, we've struggled as a show to find things to fix because nothing is coming out. Everything's getting pushed. Black Widow, Wonder Woman. No time to die? Was that a question? No, that's James Bond. <laughs> All right, yeah, the Bond film, uh, everything is just pushed, and we're struggling to find things we want to fix because we usually fix something that's new. You know, do we have to change our business model? Better question, do movie theaters have to change theirs? We're going to find out right now with our special interview with Michael Hazlitt of Greenlight Cinema, St. Petersburg, St. Pete's new indie cinema. I want to say hi. Hello, Michael. How are you doing today? Hey guys, thanks for coming in. Yeah, we are here in the beautiful theater lobby here. Love it. I like your selection of candies. I am a fan. I'm a Twizzler loyalist, but so far, has anyone bought a pack of Goobers? You've been open for about three weeks. Has one person bought Goobers? Goobers are going uh, quite well. Whoppers are just sitting there. <laughs> so anyone? Love Whoppers. All right. Well, I'll give you a free one on the way out because <laughs> I can't. You. I can't sell them right now. Nobody loves Whoppers except for like my great grandma. I do. They're so good. Malted goodness, right? Nobody has said, give me that malt candy since the Great Depression. It's true. Like, it's so yeah. true. Yeah, back when movies cost a nickel. That's when Whoppers were in their heyday. <laughs> junior Mints? Do people Junior Mint? Yeah, Junior Mints are big. You're big and, uh, you know, M&Ms are always, are always a big one. And, um, yeah, the Whoppers are just kind of taking up space. <laughs> we may have to... We may have to move them out. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, let's. Uh, we'll go ahead before we dive into the meaty questions. I mean, this is still a meaty question. This theater is here. It's new. Uh, how long have you been open? Three weeks. Three weeks. Okay, and you had to postpone. Did you have to postpone because of the pandemic? Some. Yeah. So we started the build out in January, thinking we would be open, you know, beginning of May, and then everything just stopped. Right. So here we are in okay. October. How long ago uh, did you conceive of Greenlight? And what was your, your inspiration behind uh, opening a, a theater down here uh, in Florida, St. Petersburg, Florida? So we, my wife and I moved down from Boston five years ago, and we were kind of walking around the city wondering where this was. Why doesn't this exist? This city should have an art house you know, an indie movie theater. So I'm like thinking about it. And I had done this work in the past. Mm -hmm. And so I started to kind of do the numbers and put it together. And I, and then I found out, or I, I kind of thought there was a lane, right? Nobody else is doing this. Yeah. It's kind of an arty community. Definitely. And so I just started to do it and I found the space and yeah. uh, we put it together and, you know, we built a movie theater in the middle of a pandemic, which is really wonderful yeah. timing. <laughs> Was your background in the arts in like... Yeah, I booked films in the 90s, the late 90s up in New England. And then I was also in the performing arts business up in New England. And then I got out of that. But I always kind of had this idea to kind of find a way to get back in. So here we are. 
big time movie buff from when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love movies. Okay, hold on. Do you remember the first movie you ever <sighs> went to see in the theater? Come on. This is weird, but I think it was like a Godzilla movie where they were doing like the Shake-A-Rama or whatever. I mean, this was like 74 maybe, you know. It was like a big deal for us, you know. So yeah. <laughs> Will you be doing Shake-A-Rama here? Will you be hiring children to go behind chairs and shake Yeah, them? if that's what it takes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I hear there's some uh, people without jobs at AMC. They might come over here and uh, shake some chairs. That's, that's a whole line of questioning right there. Okay, and we will get to it. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, you know what? Let's just go ahead and the million-dollar question here. So we've seen in the news lately that AMC may reportedly run out of money by the end of the year. They have reported that attendance is down 85%. And uh, IMAX has furloughed 150 employees. Uh, Cineworld closed all Regal Cinemas. It's looking bleak for the big chains. Do you believe that there was something already fundamentally wrong with their business model that got them into this much trouble? And is there any changes? that they would have to do to survive? Uh, that's a good question. I, I, I think they're in trouble. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, the, the business model has been so top-heavy yeah. for so long. Can you explain us a little bit about what that model is? You know, it's all about volume and overpriced concessions and big tentpole movies that kind of, you know, hold, you know, keep them in the game, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And what's happening now, of course, is all the content's being pushed back. So they have nothing and they're just hemorrhaging money. And it's not just the movies. I mean, Broadway's in trouble, yeah. concerts, that kind of thing, concert event, um, you know, facilities are in trouble. There's movie theaters. I think the big boys are going to have to learn to adapt and learn to adapt quickly. And I still think we're going to see a kind of major restructuring about how movies are done in this country. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Do you have any idea of what restructuring would help theaters survive this, the pandemic? I think the pricing is, is too much. I think that people, you know, feel like you go to, you know, one of the big chains and you're going to spend a significant amount of money mm -hmm. to go see a movie. And, you know, there are certain costs, but I, my prices are probably 25% lower my concession prices are 25% lower. My operating costs are, are significantly lower. And that gives me maneuverability right. and the ability to kind of, you know, try different things. They're stuck in this model right now. They are trapped in it. And I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. It's funny how th there's you see all these kind of new ways of seeing movies pop up. Like you, like obviously the there's been the resurgence of the drive-in. I've seen things out there about floating movie theaters. Right. I've right. seen uh, designs for movie theaters, like the new way that movies will be seen is like individual pods attached <laughs> right. to the wall, like a, a, flo right. a floor to ceiling right. screen and pods right. attached to the walls and things like that. I mean, are they thinking too hard about it or do you think there's some small adjustments that they can do? Or I mean, that's not, that stuff sounds gimmicky to me. I, well, the first thing that would make a difference is that if we really got a handle on dealing with this virus, right? Yeah. We don't have any kind of national leadership. We don't have any kind of regional leadership. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. If we had people wearing masks and doing distancing and doing all those things that, that the scientists talk about, mm -hmm. we would be in a different position. The problem for the movie theaters is that they cannot sustain this. And we are reaching, I think, a critical kind of level where... 
they're just going to have to throw up their hands. And I think the first step will be is like the low hanging fruit, you know, the kind of theaters that are part of the chains that aren't doing the big business, Mm -hmm. but are still part of that chain. They're going to go away. And then can we hang on a little bit longer? And then some more will go away. The, The business model is not good for this. And this isn't going to end anytime soon, in my view. Yeah, I've I've read some news out there that as far as the big chains, that the industry's been unhealthy for a while. Yeah, and they're talking about how streaming that the like you were saying about how they rely on big event films. They talked about how kind of with streaming that theaters were already going to lose family films because families have been priced out of of taking their kids to go see the latest Pixar, the latest whatever, because if you want to go mom, dad, two kids, and you want to have candy and popcorn, so now you're you're, you're looking at like a a $100 night. So yep. now instead they can drop that, you know, Disney or whatever can drop that right. same movie on Disney plus charge you 30 bucks for it. And while that sounds like a lot of money to, you know, somebody without any kids, you know, like 30 bucks, <laughs> what the heck? Like, you know, but if you, right. if you have a family, that is an absolute deal. You can watch the movie. The whole family can watch it. You can watch it multiple times because kids always want to watch the same movie 20 times. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. And, yeah. uh, you know, and you can just, you know, heat up your own popcorn at home. You can order a pizza, which, all, which is also going to feed your whole family for like $15. They talked about how those are out. Your medium budget movie is probably the next to go. And eventually movies would hit a model that's similar to almost like music where it's like anything is downloadable, but you can also go see it live when the concert comes into town, right? So they talk about how th- you know theaters, instead of having 20 screens, will have like three and they will be massive, and they are only there for the massive tentpole films. Do you think there's any validity to that idea? Well, you know, it's interesting, because I think it goes back to the problem with the model, right? And the model has always been, for the big chains, how much money can we extract from people? Mm -hmm. How can we maximize that? It's not about the content. It's not about families. It's not about community. It's not about you know, local interests or anything like that. It's just about this kind of corporate mentality is how much money can we extract from a transaction? It's all very transactional. Mm -hmm. And the streaming is here to stay. There's no doubt about it. Right now, I'm looking at trying to book this new Bill Murray film on the rocks. It's streaming on Apple Apple TV. Yeah. That's the way it's going to be. There is going to be a lot of back and forth between uh, theatrical kind of screenings Mm -hmm and streaming and we have to kind of reconcile that we have to figure out what that is and and i think for the for the big films it's about price point right so if warner brothers or whoever has the james bond movie can get thirty dollars for a stream that might be the number right and 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 they and that saves them a fortune too by the way they don't have to ship out thousands of dcps they don't have to ship out all the marketing material they don't have to split the money So, you know, that stuff isn't going to end. And my guess is what's going to happen is you're going to get streaming and live screening going on at the same time. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that's where we're going. And it's all just a big fight about the money, as usual. Do you feel like theaters are going to have to, like, resort to things like, you know, if a movie is also streaming and you have a theater and you want people in there to have to resort to, like, giveaways, like, events, gimmicks? Do you feel like you're going to have to create some kind of live experience for the, these kind of options that are also streaming? Actually, I think the way to do it is to simplify it, right? You're selling the theatrical experience there is something about going and sitting in a movie theater Mm -hmm. that you will never be able to do at home right 
So I just see this kind of streaming, you know, live screening thing is almost like, oh, well, talkies are going to ruin the movies <laughs> and TV's going to ruin the movies yeah. and cable's going to ruin the movies and Netflix and, and movies survive because it's an art form. And that's why. And, and there's something about sitting in that dark room. So I don't think that's going to go away, but I think it's going to be reconfigured, I think, radically in the next six months to a year. I don't think there's any doubt about that unless they can figure out a way to gin up a lot of money to make to hold them on. And, I'm, you yeah. know, and then you've got, you know, we've got this economy that's in, in there's not a lot of money out there for yeah. people to go and drop one hundred and fifty dollars at the movie theater. Yeah. You know, it's just a reality. Do you think that the same way that the drive-ins got the boost from the pandemic when theaters were closed, do you feel like indie theaters are going to have an advantage going forward over larger chains? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, I, I'm able to, I can maneuver. I can do different things. I can bring in uh, local filmmakers. We can do classics. We can do special events. We can, my overhead is one one thousandth of what these guys are playing. So it just gives me ability to move. And I care about that. I want to do that. You know, the, the, the AMC next door, they get their marching orders from some guy in Chicago or L.A. or whatever without a connection to the local market and the local community. And that's what that's what indie theaters have. And I think that that's going to make a huge difference going forward with this thing. I'm going to be OK, I think. I just need to kind of grind it out. Right. Yeah. That's what this is. Grinding it out until we get to the other side and figure out what we have. I agree with you. I think people are excited about a local independent theater. What has been the response locally here in St. Pete to, to you opening? I know when I heard that you were opening, I was giddy. How have the other people been? People have been great. People are really excited about this. Our social media has been really great. The local media coverage has been great. Yeah. People walking into the theater, people are thanking me. Oh. wherever I go they're like just thank you for bringing this you know so yeah and and that's important to me because it's about I always say to people this is our theater it's our theater the community yeah. it's it, it's about our and we and not you know come in here and give me thirty dollars or whatever and and, <laughs> I, and I think that matters to people you know there's no doubt about that yeah I've seen a, a few films here now Really, really frightening a little ones. horror run that we've I had saw, here. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, your October horror run here. <laughs> I've seen a lot of blood and guts in your theater right now lately. And I've had to go home and uh, watch some uh, Hallmark movies just to <laughs> just so to true. help my soul a little bit. Yeah, I, yep, I'm like, oh my yep. gosh, I need to go see Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> right. Fall in love with a... We need a musical with or a, something, With right? a widower from the city. <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, but yeah, every time I come out of here, most of the people that I see that come out of the theater, they want to go talk to you yeah. about the movie or either telling you how great the space is yep. or they all want to come out and give you some kind of uh, compliment about the movie. And I think, yeah, it's because this is something that the area does not have, but also just in this current climate, like you're able to foster this kind of smaller uh, community type of thing that I think people first of all this area has been in need of it for a while it's really amazing that no one ever did it and it's so funny because when I was building this every single person who was the same Pete person oh you know about beach theater right yeah beach theater yeah I, beach we, theater. but it's at the beach yeah I know it's not downtown <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not it's a different thing for a downtown cinema you know what yes. I mean 
it's just amazing that no one's ever done it in this community because it's yeah. a very i mean there's so much music and yeah. theater and art and and yeah. all, you know the murals and all that I kind mean, this, of stuff this this place this place like bills itself as an artistic area yeah and and there was no local yeah like that yeah for me it's about bring you know to, if you live in a community where you cannot see some of these movies that's a shame it's a shame, and yeah. and that, I want to bring in films that you would not be able to see anywhere else, and whether that's Possessor or <laughs> which is an intense horror movie that we're playing right now at four and seven, <laughs> um, or or you know when we were we were testing out the tech and and I and we found this film called Nomadland from oh, the New York Film Festival, with, uh, Francis McDormand unbelievable it's an amazing amazing movie and i you know so we're we had it up there and we were testing levels or whatever and i'm watching this movie and i'm like this is why i did this this is why i'm doing this because this needs to be seen and we need an outlet for these kind of films yeah yeah it's it's unbelievable great great movie i'm definitely going to book this thing in december amazing film yeah suck it big chain (laughs) no i don't know (laughs) but you're right. Like, there's no way that same level of like what you're saying, just like the care and the, the just the passion behind it, where you saw something and said, I need to bring this to people here. Yeah. Like, there's nobody at one of, one of the big chains that's that's doing that. I mean, AMC has done kind of indie stuff over there, right? But it just kind of sits at the end of the hallway and nobody's talking about it and nobody's yeah. curious. I mean, it's like it's on Fandango. That's a different audience. They use it as a way to sell wine and beer. <laughs> Because <laughs> because at that theater, if you wanted wine and beer, you had to go over to the indie end of the hall right. where they would reach into a closet and give you some wine. Yeah, they're just they're, they're not they're I mean, they're not interested in that. Right. Yeah. They're interested in Wonder Woman and James Bond. And, yes. and I like those films, too. I mean, I you know, I love the, a good popcorn film, but this stuff, not all of them, but a lot of these films, it's important to be able to have an outlet for this kind of film. And we just don't have it. And people are really excited about it. It's just I've had a lot of older people say to me, thank you for doing this. We're very excited about this. We're not coming because of COVID. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I get it. We'll and, be here in six months. And you're like, when you're ready, we'll have That's My it. Fair Lady and Whoppers. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. We'll have a special <laughs> on Whoppers here, <laughs> you know? You know, I mean, I, I totally get it, you know? I mean, sitting in a, in a closed-in space with strangers yeah. for a two-hour time period, and we're doing everything that we can, yeah. you know, with the masks and the distancing and all that kind of stuff, but some people just aren't there yet. And I'm like, well, see me in six months or whatever. We're going to be here. So you also like you could have probably tried to pack your theater when theaters opened back up and just said mask and and hand sanitizer. But you've chosen to socially distance seats. You'll only sell a certain number of tickets. Was that just about the customer or was that kind of your thinking? Did you feel like you had a responsibility to keep your your audience safe? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And 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 the thing is, this is all real. It's happening right now. Right. And and we can all pretend that we're all going to go to the Super Bowl and <laughs> January and 70,000 people, but yeah. it's kind of nuts. And the other thing, too, is, is that this is a generally kind of an older audience and more educated audience mm-hmm. who are looking, I think, for a place where they can go and see film and feel safe. And that's what we're doing. I'm not going to change capacity or protocols or anything 
in any foreseeable future. It's just not going to happen. We're going to, this is what we're going to do. And I don't want anybody to get sick in my space. That would, that would be terrible, you know? So this is what it is. And we're going to, we're, you know, we're going to continue to do this until I don't know what a vaccine or who knows it all goes away or herd mentality. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. Has the the pandemic affected at all the way that you envisioned your opening and the way you like kind of you envisioned your programming? No, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure. I mean, I think that to a certain degree, I I may have to skew younger because this older audience has told me to my face that they're not coming out. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, there's also a finite amount of films. It's not like there's this endless, you know, and, and, and in October there's going to be certain kind of films available. In okay. December there's going to be certain kind of films available. We were running the trailer for the film The Father, which is this Olivia Coleman, Anthony Hopkins, classic art house film. Mm-hmm. That's such an older audience. And, yeah. you know, so do I book it anyways? Probably but yeah, I mean, the, the COVID definitely is constantly kind of hovering over us, you know, it just yeah. is. So in general, you know, we've talked a lot about like the audience that you have locally. What are some movies that you're excited about showing coming up? It's a good question. My ultimate goal is to get to the place where people come to Greenlight because even if they don't know the movie, yeah. right? Because it's like, oh, Mike's, Mike booked it. So he knows yeah. he's, he's booked quality for the last six months. And I don't know this movie, but I'm going to go because they do cool stuff down yeah. there, you know. And so I don't know. I mean, with this film, The Father, Nomadland, without a doubt, there's that uh, the film coming out called Ammonite with Kate Winslet mm-hmm. and one of the Mara girls, I believe. Kate Rooney. Kate, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it Kate Rooney? That's both sisters names. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should know this. And then there's, you know, and then and right now we're only doing we're only doing, dis, you know, new distributed films Friday mm-hmm. through Sunday. I'm trying to keep the, the week wide open to do other stuff. So yeah. I've got a local filmmakers coming in this Thursday to screen his film. I've talked to a bunch of other local filmmakers who might want to do stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the theater business in, in New Hampshire we were trying to save an old theater years ago and the greatest tool I have is the space. Yeah. And I can do different things here. I can do conferences. I can do, I don't know. I could put a guy and a guitar in there too. I mean, I don't know, you know, and just kind of find weird, funky community stuff to do because, you know, I, I, I think again, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. It's about maneuverability and finding little revenue streams to kind of tide you over until we get back to, you know, normal, whatever that means. Whatever normal is, who knows? I don't know anymore. But the idea of renting out a theater for me and my friends sounds like the dream I always wanted. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting because it's like, because of the the capacity, Mm -hmm. I have to pay for films. You know what I mean? I can't just like, oh, come down and we'll rent, you know. And so... The capacity thing, and I'm and I'm working on trying to find ways around that. I mean, AMC just did this thing where you can rent the theater for ninety nine dollars, and then there's like really really fine print. It kind of gives you a very limited amount of titles, and it depends on the date and the time, and it could go all the way to three hundred and fifty dollars. And that's just based on them having to pay for the film. You yeah. can't just do it, you know. So you know, whatever. If people have any ideas or anything that they want to do here or whatever, I'm. I'm willing to talk to anybody, you know, just kind of trying to hang in there and make connections, build relationships. And to go back to what you were saying about uh, JC, about every single person who walks through that door, I try to talk to or, or say hello and welcome them and say, thank you for coming. And I, t- 
talk to them when they're and they talk to me on the way out and it's just i keep yeah. telling my wife one customer at a time that's what yep. that's kind of the mode we're in right now build them up so they come back absolutely yeah well i think it's working yeah you guys are coming back right yeah, be here. yeah i've been here <laughs> twice now you've only shown three movies <laughs> uh yeah no it's great so i just want to thank you again for your time chatting with us about the movies we just wanted to pick your brain because it is on the mind of a lot of film podcasters and just people that love film in general so we appreciate your time we love your theater. We love your candy. <laughs> Junior is definitely number one, actually. Number one. Yeah, I'm going to start arranging them by, you know. I did. <laughs> I did not think Junior Mints would be number one. Junior Mints are number one, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think it's because of the placement, it's, though, right? It's like the first thing you see. It does stand out. It's got some snazzy font. And we have, and we also have Katie's Cookies, too, hey, who's a local cookies. baker. We're probably going to get a beer and wine license, I think, maybe this week. Hey, so hey, i got to start talking to... Maybe I'll uh, start being here every week. Right, you know? And i got to yeah. start talking about lo- to local uh, beer guys or whatever, because yeah. I, you know, I want to do local stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole gist of this. Cool. So, yeah. Let everyone know where the theater is and where they can find you on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. So we're at uh, 221 Second Avenue North, right downtown. And if you go to greenlightstpete.com, that's our website and everything's listed there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you have any final words on the state of the biz? We're going to find out. We're going to find, I think we'll know better after the, well, (laughs) after this election. Fingers crossed, everyone. We're not telling you who we're voting for, but you can probably figure it out on your own. I think we're going to know after the election. I, you know, if Biden gets elected, the Democrats and they take over the, you know, take over the government. I suspect you're going to see some kind of like relief thing from the government for the arts industry. Yeah. Um, because I mean, Broadway just shut down for the year. Yeah. Broadway. I mean, that's a big, big deal. That's a lot of jobs in New York, you know? Um, And I don't know how Mahaffey and Straz and Ruth Ecker and all these, you know, who are bringing, who bring in national acts and they're not touring and it isn't going to change anytime soon. So I would not be surprised if there was some kind of government support thing that happens if the good guys win. (laughs) Whoever that may be. Whoever that is to you people <laughs> who are listening here. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Mike. As our cinema insider, we may pick your brain again sometime if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a lot of fun. I would do this anytime. Come down to Greenlight. You'll love it. That has been a Screen Fix special report. <laughs>